Hey, welcome to the Joke Workshop here. It's six o'clock in San Francisco at mutinyradio.fm and .sfn. It's the Joke Workshop, yay! Uh, the way the Joke Workshop works is comedians do four minutes of set. They'll hear uh, at three and they ramp it up. And then there's comments that we give them to help them grow as comedians or give them tags or be, just say nice things. So there's a microphone up there and there's one back here. Make sure when you give comments that you do it into a microphone because it's a radio show. Yay! Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to get started because we have a huge list tonight and I'm going to get through everybody, I promise. Your first comedian, and no comments on this first one. Uh, but we're still going to enjoy him and pay attention and laugh and clap at his jokes. Put your hands together for Dan Britton! Yay! Hey! Hey everybody, how are y'all? Happy Monday. Okay, so Kyle likes Mondays. The rest of y'all are pretty neutral, that's all right. Um, I went to a farmer's market yesterday in the Richmond. I was babysitting my brother's dog. He lives over there, so I went to the farmer's market. I noticed that uh, farmer's markets don't just sell produce at reasonable prices. They also sell the feeling that you're too good for a grocery store. And apparently people in hemp t-shirts are a big fan of that feeling because they go week after week knowing I don't have to go to Safeway this week. Wahoo! <laughs> the other day I was in North Beach and I went to a restaurant with a couple of friends for breakfast. I ordered avocado toast, which is a very Californian thing for me to do. I paid $13 for this avocado toast, but... When they brought me the avocado toast, they brought me two pieces of toast and one half of one avocado on one piece of toast. I stood up, I said, this is an injustice. My friends were all trying to calm, Dan, Dan, calm down, relax, man. I said, this is fucking bullshit. Two pieces of toast that cost a collective 25 cents and one half of one avocado for $13? I want justice. They had a Kicked me out out of the restaurant after that. <laughs> but hey, I didn't have to pay for it whenever they kicked me out mid-meal, so that's cool. Does anyone here have a bidet? No? Okay, cool. I find that people in California lately have been going insane over bidets. They're all like, bro, don't knock it until you try it. But people here have been modifying toilets like they're O2 Honda Civics. They just throw parts and parts and parts at it. And I... They're all like, you gotta check out this toilet. You gotta try my toilet. I, I have a friend who actually just has a wand that comes off of the wall and they like still have to go like this. I said, what's the fucking point of that? And really it leads to a discrepancy in like what you can add to your toilet. So I think MTV needs to bring back a hybrid show of MTV Cribs plus Pimp My Ride. And it's just gonna be like Pimp My Toilet and they'll have to bring back Exhibit for this, too. It's like, my man Raffaele's toilet is whack as fuck. But that's all right. We're about to pimp his throne. And then they'll have the glamour shot like, bap, 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 bup. And then it'll just show, lifts the toilet seat up, and there's like a projector with Princess Leia that's like there floating over the toilet bowl the whole time, other than when you're pooping. <laughs> uh, that's a weird thought. It must suck to be a cow in America. Like, like being livestock. 
Because basically, whenever you're a cow, you think, well, I was one of three children. We had a brother named TJ, but they used him for veal. Now I have a sister, Roxanne. She's in the milking thing all the time, and they basically just suck all of the milk out of her that they possibly can. And then we don't know what that mysterious building is over there, but all of our friends have gone in there at some point, and they never come out. I don't quite want to know what that is. The other day, a homeless man almost set my house on fire over a slice of pizza. I have a couple of stairs that go right out from my doorstep. They're wooden stairs. Underneath it is like an open space, so homeless people go in there sometimes. You know, it's part of life. I walk out one morning. The second I open my door, I smell burning. And I go around the stairs, and there's a guy that has a big newspaper on fire with a four-foot flame. And I was like, hey, man, you trying to burn my fucking house down? He's like, no, nah, I'm just trying to heat up my pizza. And he pulls a slice of pizza out from the other hand. And this is how ignorant I am. I was just like, well, why wouldn't you just use a microwave, man? Anyway, that's my time. Those are all my new jokes. Thank you all. Dan Britton, yay! It's about you so woke. I know poor cows and questionably asked people on the street. I was cute about the pizza. Uh, your next comedian, we're going to give him comments. Put your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Sherman! <laughs> Thank you. So my name's Trevor, but most of my friends just call me a cunt. You'll see why in a few minutes. Just came from therapy, you guys. Anyone else here emotionally damaged? Yeah, what's, what's your cause? PTSD, that's definitely valid. Mine is gay men. You know, they suck. Um, they really do. And... <laughs> So, uh, no, I always date these absolute losers, which shouldn't surprise me because opposites attract. And so this guy, like the only thing that will scare a gay man more than AIDS is commitment. You know, like trying to find a boyfriend around here has been like a straight man's quest for the clitoris. Impossible. But I feel like it has to do with my strategy, you know? Because I tend to go to this bar called Bo, which is French for naked guys with daddy issues, you know? Or annoying straight women, one of the two. And I go there, and whenever I go, the mood is just so romantic. You know, they have porn playing on the TVs. And I walk in, all the gays are sitting around watching it like they're at a sports bar. Like, go blue balls! And so they're watching it, and then I'm walking around like, this is bullshit, I already saw this movie, you know? And so I find this guy, and we're talking, we're getting to know each other with our tongues, and I end up going back to his apartment. I always miss the red flags, you know? Like, he, he takes it out and goes, look what you made me do. And I was like, okay, right at that point, I should have known that I was going to end up like Taylor Swift, you know? So he gave me heartbreak. I gave him herpes. He can try to shake that off. So, yeah, I know. Just kidding. I don't have STDs anymore. Um, yeah. Um, no, but I, like the thing is, is like with gay guys, I'm always the flavor of the week until the next guy eats pineapple. You know, 
It's ridiculous. And then, like, wait, I forgot the joke. Hang on. Memento. Oh, yeah, and then, wait. Yeah, the guys and all, the guys always date me, and then they always realize that they actually prefer not crazy. You know? It's all about preference. Anyways, anyone here have STDs? Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. The thing with gays is that we've had so many STDs that we started with Z-Packs and are now halfway through the rest of the alphabet. You know? Like, and like, because our idea of a spa day is going to a bathhouse. You know, like we go to it, we check in, we show our vaccination card and our mask, and we have to wear a mask. I'm like, okay, you idiots are worrying about the wrong virus. Ridiculous. So, anyhow, I'm gonna go to a sperm bank, because I'm hungry. So my name's Trevor. We got comments, we got comments back here, we got comments out there, we got, I wrote some things down too. Go go ahead, uh, Dan, and then Ian. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that um, when, you, when you mentioned there was, a, uh, I think there's something about there's nothing more scary than commitment, like the AIDS is what, and then commitment. scares a gay guy more than AIDS is commitment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be like, like maybe you could just say something like commitment's the... Is the is the scariest thing? It's been like when AIDS came out in 1981 or whatever. We were like, oh shit, this is shockwaves. But then when they invented gay commitment in like 2003, we we're like, okay, it's over. This is terrible. Anyway, something yeah, like that. That's just funny. an idea. Yeah. Um, I just think a uh, a funny tag could be because I don't even know if you meant to do it, but you were like, gay men suck. Did you mean to do that? Yeah. Okay. I think what you could do to hit it harder, you could be like, gay men suck, and we swallow. <laughs> I think that could be yeah. funny. That's all I have to add. I thought you had an amazing opener because within 30 seconds, before I even looked down at my watch for 30 seconds, you'd already given us two punchlines and you went into emotional damage. So then you did some self-deprecation and then you did crowd work and that was all before 30 seconds. Like I was like, I know exactly. So any, it was great because it was like within the first 30 seconds, the audience knows exactly what they're getting. And then it was like, the package was like here and it was, it was great. And it was all, it was really done fast. I liked that. And, um, so when you're finding the clit, use the word strategy, maybe uh, it's a game like Stratego. I don't know if you remember the game Stratego. No. It's like impossible to play. It has like, it's, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> but you just, it's, it just made me think of that. Like finding the clit is like, it's like trying to play Stratego. Uh, watch out for saying and so. That's sort of your like filler place when yeah. you're moving from place to place. And so. And um Maybe when you do like I got I finally got the Taylor Swift thing like I was thinking I'm like where's it going with this and then I got to shake it off Maybe like a banal act out. That's just like give it a little dance move or yeah. sing it just a little either either or But you're sort of so dry that I don't see you like or you know full-on yeah. Taylor Swift, but like just a little bit of Reference to her or the song when you say shake it off, right? I think will help but it was great because so the point of that and it would be good to get advice on this was a tag on when I said look what you made me do is that a Taylor Swift song too yes see now I didn't know that was a Taylor Swift song can you sing that line if you look what you I don't know how it goes or whatever look what you made me like it was just like yeah look what you made me do and then she just says it like five times okay it's not one of her most genius songs <laughs> I didn't get it but I'm also not a Taylor Swift fan 
Dan, what do you think? Um, I've always really liked your stuff. I, there could be a tagline there after the AIDS thing and the commitment. You could say, like, give an illustration of like how AIDS hurts somebody and like how yeah. commitment hurts somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, because AIDS is a commitment, but a boyfriend is next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AIDS doesn't poop in front of you. Right. Um, hey, everybody, clap your hands together for Trevor Sherman. Thanks. Yay! That's how the jump workshop works. All right, we're giving comments to your next comedian as well, so get those notepads out and keep being awesome because that was really good, that last one. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Western. Good evening, San Francisco. Uh, on the way over here, I thought I got crop dusted, but this is the city. You don't know. I'm not from San Francisco, but where I live is pretty similar. Uh, there's lots of public art installations. Half my neighbors are homeless. And uh, if you lie face down in the gutter, it smells and looks exactly the same. I woke up this morning and I thought I was here. Sorry. Uh, I used to work for the city of San Francisco. And my job was to burn homeless people. <laughs> but then I lost that job to robots. They're, they're taking over people, taking my job. You know, first it starts with fast food and the transient beating community. But then one day you come home and you find your life partner getting pounded by a MacBook. Crazy. That I was inspired by Ian, actually. Thank you, Ian. So I just see your face and I just want to murder homeless people. You know? <laughs> oh, shit, I already forgot. Uh, I'm getting older, you know, forgetting things. I know I don't look that old. Thank you. Uh, that, that's because I jack off a lot onto my face. You know, it's very good for the skin. You should try it. Um, I'm, I, I realize I'm not as spry as I used to be. I had a conversation with the mother of my children, Saint. Uh, afterwards, for some reason, I don't know why, I was just filled with rage. So uh, to get rid of that negative energy, I did Tai Chi. But then I turned into shadow boxing and I threw my back out. Uh, that's more for a like, single dad crowd. Any single dads here? Let me hear you say, I regret everything. <laughs> Not everything. I don't regret really the kids. I just regret the choices that made me a single dad. It's hard to leave the gang lifestyle. It is. Uh, uh, they say age with age comes maturity. So I like to make more mature decisions nowadays. Um, for example, I had to get a sweater for work. So I went to Walmart, listened to DMX, get myself hyped up. And then uh, I went in, and the first sweater I saw was tie-dye. I was like, oh, cool, I've done a lot of acid. I know what this says. I should wear it. <laughs> then I stopped myself, and I went with this one, you know, a mature choice. You know? Besides, what kind of mass shooter wears a tie-dye? <laughs> you know? It doesn't pay very well, but I do it for my kids. You know? do everything for my kids. If, otherwise, if I didn't have kids, I would be uh, living my real dream. You know, living off the land, sleeping under the stars, hunting and killing scout Boy Scouts, you know, the way God intended. Not a fan of modern society and its labor laws. Uh, <laughs> anyways, if I wasn't part of a society, I don't even think I would be doing this sort of thing. You think I like getting on stage and whoring myself out to strangers? Actually, I kind of do. It's like a prostitute you can pay with smiles. P please, please smile. Or don't smile. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm actually a masochist. So if you don't laugh, that's very good for me. 
And this is going to be great later on. <sighs> they didn't laugh at anything. It was so worthless. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say some random lines. I hope you laugh, but I also hope you don't laugh. So, um, what's it called? Uh, my ex thinks I can't take criticism. I don't need to listen to that. Uh, ever since I had kids, I've not stopped thinking about time travel. Uh, you ever hear the famous French quote from the, the 40s? Um, life, huh? Sometimes you win, sometimes you collaborate. Uh, okay, uh, I'll finish with an impersonation. You guys know Abraham Lincoln? Any, any fans? Uh, I've been working on it. <coughs> oh. Oh, too soon? All right. Thank you. Uh, follow me on FetLife at GutterPig, and God bless. Chris Western, everyone. Comments. Go ahead. Great job. Uh, two things. So when you s made the joke, I can't remember how it went, but it was something about like getting cum on your face. Mm. I think you could go farther with that because that's like a gay thing where like we're just like rub it all over our face. And so, like, maybe say something like, you know, I don't know why everyone's so homophobic. You can learn so much from them kind of thing. So I think you could, there's so many different directions you could take it because that's really fucking funny, um, at least for a gay guy. Um, and then only other thing is you're really funny. And I think delivery, like, have, like, own, own your delivery a little bit more. Like, you're, it sounds kind of quiet when you're talking and about I think like if you like really own the delivery and like just come out and I don't like I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but yeah. just kind of like yeah like just instead of just like muttering it like really just own it because it's funny but I think like if you really own it it's even funnier in, and the same token if you just slow down and then create pauses because there was the section I regret everything that whole bit there were a bunch of punchlines in there and if you just give yourself some pauses because you just kept going just kind of breathe in between sentences and you'll see that it'll because um, that it'll make you own your stuff because you're saying the line and you're getting a breath and then saying the next one um, same thing with the hunting and killing little boy scouts I thought it would be helped by slowing it down and even being like a little scarier because if you slow down and take more breaths, you're going to seem like this sort of quiet. And you call yourself a school shooter. So you're sort of pointing in that direction anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, next who comments. Dan? That's exactly the same comments I want to say. As, uh, and I, you remind me of a young me when I started when I was 47 is that you've got good punchlines <laughs> and you kind of don't get comfortable in the silence. And I still do the same thing, too. And your voice is kind of mid-timber, mid so uh, timber. Um, so it sounds even more mumbly. So you really got to cut through, um, especially in different places. But uh, yeah, good stuff. I don't know if this is sort of the same thing you guys are talking about. I'd be curious to know. But it, to me, the how offensive some of the stuff is, I mean that in a good way, uh, relative to how sort of meek his delivery is, could I think could be weaponized pretty well. Like I think he could really, that may be even what you're saying, just like having a just concentrate that more and just be like, you're a Hallmark card that's has yeah. horrible fucking things written on the inside of it. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, something like that. Or just to play you, around with it. The way you look out the punchline. Yeah, yeah the smile, like the little smirk. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
And it makes you unique because you're not like you're not like blah, blah, blah. you're you're quiet, and that's good. That makes and it's hard to stand out as a white guy. So you're like, give me the quiet white guy. Look at that spark with those dimples, and he talks yeah. about school shooting. Be scared of him. Don't be scared of him. Um, comment more comments. Yeah. So my comment is also on the delivery. Like your writing was excellent, but you, I felt like you were killing your own laughs because after a punch, I was laughing, but you very fastly moved on to the next joke. So I was still enjoying your first joke and you moved on to your third joke maybe. So yeah, just pause. And even if no one laughs, then that's like a feedback for you that this joke is not working or it's a feedback that this joke is working. Yep. I, did, I just want to say I love the Lincoln uh, shooting. That was great. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Western. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right, we're moving on. And your next comedian, uh, we're not going to be doing comments. We're just going to enjoy all of their new or old or whatever jokes they're doing. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! What's up, guys? How we doing? Cool, cool. I don't care. No, yeah, I do. It's true. I do actually care, you guys. So, uh, someone was thinking about the other day, you, uh, you ever notice how people are weirdly proud of not being able to do math? It's weird. They, they don't do that for any of their discipline, you know? People are always like, oh, man, don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one's like, oh, don't make me read. I can't read. <laughs> Whoa, crazy. I was walking by a uh, shop the other day near my house. Uh, it's a, one of these board game shops, you know? They, they play the board games there. And in the front window, they had a board game. It was Doom. Doom, the board game. You familiar with Doom? Yeah, this would be a, you know, 19th century uh, technology version of an exciting video game. That is a very tough sell to a kid right there. You like Doom, the board game? <laughs> you guys like Shrooms? You know, the board game. Anyway, what do you guys think of... Um, plunging your throbbing hard cock into a, oh. a wet, eager hole. The board game! <laughs> Yay! Pretty fun. Guys, I, uh, this is a true story from October. Uh, I wet my pants at the Safeway a couple weeks before Halloween. It's a true story, and I'm just going to let it out now, so to speak. But I had a... Uh, I don't know, I just, I think I was at open mics, had a couple beers, and I was like, I'm gonna do some quick shopping. So I was like, and I can hold it. I could, I had to go a little, but not a lot. And I went into the Safeway, and, and this is the stupidest decision ever. I start getting like the two things I wanted to get, but I also kept passing things and being like, ah, I could get some, I could get some blueberries, some frozen blueberries. And I thought, oh, if I get that, I need to get yogurt. And I started this whole like thing where I'm going through it, I have to pee more and more. And I didn't want to ask for the code for the bathroom because I'm feeling like that's just something you have to do in Oakland all the time. And there's always vagrants coming in and out of there. And I'm just like, I can wait till I get home. But it just got worse and worse. And it really did happen. I was checking out. I was halfway through checking out. And I realized, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I just, I just, I just, it was like 11 p.m. And I just stood there and, and I was just like, okay, fine. And I had my really absorbent pants on, like the, they're, they're made of the stretchy material, and they're like tight pants. And I was like, it'll catch it. It'll catch it. But it didn't. It pooled at my feet. And I saw a guy walking by there with the red vest on or whatever, and I'm like, hey, excuse me, man. You work here? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. I just peed myself standing here. 
He's like, what? And I'm like, I, I just peed myself. I'm not drunk. I just peed myself, you know. He's like, why didn't you use the bathroom? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't want to ask for the code. There's vagrants. And he's like, yeah, they would have asked to use the bathroom. I was like, I don't want to be like a vagrant. And so I peed in the middle of the aisle. How is that better? It was unbelievable. And I had no, and that was, then I got scared because I'm in my 40s, okay? I'm like, what's going on here? Why'd that come on so strong? And I had all these tests. I, I called my doctor. I was like, I want a full round of tests. He's like, well, do you have this problem? Do you have this other problem? Do you have this other problem? I'm like, no. And he's like, I'm not too worried about it. He's like, we'll do the test, but uh, I think you just had a mishap. That's what he said to me. And I was like, bullshit, man. Those tests are going to show something, okay? I did not have a mishap. That is not what happened. Anyway, I proudly, held, head held high, walked right back into that Safeway a couple weeks later, uh, mainly because uh, it was Halloween night and I was dressed as Magnum P.I. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about that story. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! Dan Lewis being so vulnerable. I feel like that was, I've peed my pants too, so I definitely related to that story. All right. That was really funny. Your next comedian, we also aren't giving comments to. But he's here, and I'm excited uh, that he's in the room. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jason Cole. Yay! Uh, peeing in your pants, huh? <laughs> the golden years. Get it? I am getting older. I started getting into old people stuff. Like, I got into bird watching. I got a book and stuff. And then when I go hiking, I hike out other people's trash. You know, young people leave all their trash. What other old people? Uh, sometimes I fart. I shit in my pants. You know, farts used to be fun, right? Yeah. Almost called you Andrew. Matthew, what the fuck? You used to go on a road trip. You fart in your hand. You cup of soup to the driver, right? It's funny. Or you're on the uh, Burger King, the old uh, plastic orange bench, and you give a left cheek sneak, and it's loud. Now you have to go, all right, what have I eaten in the last 72 hours? Where am I? And is it okay to shit in my pants? And you can only do that at home, guys. I did a show in Fairfield, I'm not bragging, and I noticed leaving my neighborhood in Oakland, lots of rainbow flags. I'm the only person on my street to have an American flag. Quick side story, you know you're dating a young girl, uh, this 20-something-year-old girl I brought back to my house. She looked at my American flag and said, what's that for? <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> she was black. I swear to fucking God, it was a great story. And then we made love. Okay, now, uh, so driving out to Fairfield, uh, from my neighborhood, there's tons of rainbow flags and my one American flag. And then you keep driving out, right, east, and then there's... There's less rainbow flags, less recycling, and then more American flags. And then you keep driving, and there's American flags and Trump signs. And then you keep on driving, and there's American flags and Trump signs and Confederate flags. And then if you keep on driving, there's the flag that says Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, right? And then you're in Kansas. Okay, next. It's always good to do a joke you did once in Fairfield that you'll never do again. But I got a massage at Russia. Ground war with Russia, pretty crazy, right? Bad for Europe, but think about all the great Call of Duty missions we're gonna get, guys. <laughs> Three years, right? Xbox Live, you want me to retake Chernobyl? Fuck <laughs> yeah. That was an actual mission, now we're gonna go back. Give me a, what's one of the great guns? Give me an RPG and a Geiger counter, and we're gonna retake Ukraine, thank you. Young people, beards, good. Crypto ATMs, have you seen this? Does anybody own crypto? What's going on? You do? You're a millionaire. Now you're not. <laughs> That's a magic trick. 
It needs electricity. That's no, it's, it's, it's money that needs electricity to stay on servers. All these young people pushing uh, cryptocurrency. Meanwhile, the servers are just sucking the earth dry. But okay, let's focus on fucking windmills. Anyway, stop being an old Jason. Kamala Harris. Now we can't talk about her. Um, <laughs> crypto ATMs. Crypto ATMs. I saw one in Berkeley outside a liquor store. A crypto ATM. Just in case you're buying a kidney off of Craigslist. What is the market in, in Berkeley for a crypto ATM thing? You put in your rapidly depleting dollar and... You know they're marketing it too? It's for the on-the-go sex trafficker, right? You know when you're in Berkeley buying a blood diamond and a couple kids and they're like, they don't take cash? Go to the ATM. Got the 20-minute light. People talk about porn. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. You'd think I would just pick a joke, but they're just all so long and terrible. Uh, weed is legal, right? I switched to the vape pen. You kids have seen the vape pen, right? The devil's piccolo. This crazy thing. They didn't tell me at the store. The guy go, yeah, I just put it in my mouth and suck it. Old school. Just put it in your right. You, where's that guy? He knows. Put it in your mouth and suck it. No, but the guy said to turn it on, press it five times. Why? Why five? A hundred percent of your consumer base is stoned or about to be stoned. Just put it in your mouth and suck it. And then just keep tagging this joke until it works. Thank you very much. Jason Cole, everyone. That was exciting. We had a pee-pee story and then we had a poo-poo and a fart-fart story. Back to back. That was fun, guys. Yay. Yay, Jason Cole. Yay. All right. Uh, your next comedian we're going to give notes for, so get your pens out, pay attention, be super cool, put your hands together, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell! Hello, hello, thank you. My name is Anthony. Uh, I'm currently going through a quarter-life crisis right now, and what that means is instead of doing like self-care, you know, worrying about myself and developing a strong personality, uh, instead of all that, I just grew a mustache. Uh, and a lot of people like to refer to it as uh, a pedo mustache, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that, uh, especially because if there's pedophiles out there with a mustache this sexy, there's got to be some lucky, lucky kids out there. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm a little mixed just because I'm jealous of them. Like, I wish my pastor had, like, a cool mustache, a beard, maybe a six-pack. I think that would just, you know, make me a happier person today. Um, if you haven't, if you can't tell, my uh, left arm is a bit smaller than my right. It's actually because uh, I had a stroke, uh, a stroke of bad luck. No, but seriously, it was very unfortunate. And uh, one thing, so it's basically like my left arm and my left leg are like mostly partially paralyzed. And one thing you learn uh, being like visibly disabled is that other people with disabilities always want to be your friends. It's like people who need wheelchairs, people who wear hearing aids, or those who wear masks even though they're still alone in their car. The full spectrum of disability, they're very friendly to me. And one thing, like I want to give back to my community. I want to create a, a, a friend group where we can get together uh, talk about life, talk about what it's like being disabled in uh, the Bay Area. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a name for this group. Uh, unfortunately, the name Crips was culturally appropriated from us, so I've uh, forced to come up with a new name. Uh, the new name I thought of for my gang of disabled people is going to be called 
VeggieTales. Uh, either VeggieTales or like the produce department. I don't know. I'm still working on it. Uh, my life isn't all that bad. I actually dated a girl once that like her fetish was guys with disabilities. And initially my best friend was like, dude, you shouldn't do this. Like that's weird. You shouldn't be with someone who like her main attraction to you is your disability. Like that's, that's not okay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is what I've always been waiting for. Besides, how selfish do you think I am? This woman has special needs. And coincidentally, I also have special needs. So, and before me, uh, I learned a lot about her. Before me, she dated a, uh, a guy in a wheelchair, a deaf guy, and a blind guy. And I was like, wow, you dated a blind guy. That's got to be... You know, like, how do you break up with a blind guy? That's really, that's got to be a touchy subject. How do you do with that? And she said, oh, no, it was really easy. I left him. And I was like, yeah, no, I figured you broke up with him. But, like, what was, how do you break that to him? And he was like, she was like, no, 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 you're not understanding me. I left him. We went to the mall. I said I had to go to the bathroom. I went home. I, and then she was like, oh, I, I assume he made it home safely. Uh, I tried texting him, but I forgot. Blind. Uh... <laughs> Basically, I actually do uh, work with kids with disabilities, uh, volunteer a little bit. Uh, but one thing that people forget is like, just because it's hard for you to get upstairs doesn't mean you're not an asshole. Like, I work with this one 15-year-old named Devin. I hate Devin so much, but no one believes me when I tell him he's when I tell people he's such a dick because like he's in a wheelchair and it's like a motorized wheelchair with like a tube and he's like, Ugh. and it's hard to explain to people how much I hate him because he looks adorable. Uh, but basically, to get back at him, my uh, ultimate scheme last week, I uh, I tied a Russian flag to the back of his wheelchair. That way, you know, people look at him with disgust the same way I look at him with disgust. Uh, I'm going to see him again tomorrow, and my new plan to uh, get back at him is I'm going to put a copy of iRobot by Will Smith in the back of his chair. Same, re same reason, just people are going to look at him with disgust. All right, that's it. <laughs> Anthony Mitchell, yay! Clapping wildly. You're so happy and smiley and fun to watch on stage. Like, you can, I mean... I just I I think you have a great like personality and Thanks. the mustache joke was very funny and I love that concept I think that it's a it's a great start where you are with that child in the wheelchair that's a dick it's funny because I mean it's anyways it's a funny I really like the concept <laughs> a lot I would just say so we could see that porn mustache a little bit more it's just lower the mic stand so I talk like this a lot of people have good and especially you're so handsome just like like that um, you had that sorry don't get weirded out uh, when you said oh, it was stroke of bad luck and then you'd be like no it was actually a stroke a stroke and you could probably play with that like thanks for laughing at it which was, was actually a stroke or maybe just do the actual death no no it was a stroke I love that misdirection it's actually blood to my head blah 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 um, sorry that was not the blah not the blah 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 you almost die and then there's a it's right for a joke where a rule of three where you said she last guy she dated was a wheelchair a deaf person and a blind guy so you know what that means like some kind of joke there mm -hmm. some kind of well, David tell had the one right I used to hang out with an albino a midget and uh, somebody else, and he said we were called the unfuckables. So yeah. he had a joke like that. Yeah. So just steal that joke. It's like, uh, that's all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a couple of quick things. I think the uh, getting, I think 
leaving the blind boyfriend you can get to faster. It doesn't need to be a back and forth dialogue. You could just say, I left him and you could leave him in a place where perhaps he shouldn't have been anyway. Like I left him while window shopping or at a fine art museum or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, maybe, maybe for the wheelchair boyfriend, she could say like, I used to roll with this guy who <laughs> would use a wheelchair every day, but I kind of got bored of that. But other than that, I like where you are with a lot of this. Thanks. Cool. I, I was going to say, you talked about, you said the name Crips was taken. So like, in, <laughs> I feel like this is not like good enough, but there's something there. It's just like, we couldn't do the Crips, so we went with the bleeding, uh, okay, <laughs> you yeah. know, something like that. And then <laughs> in terms of like thinking about, right, yeah. That's fine. I like that. Yeah. The lack of blood. It's too much blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, the Crips was taken, the strokes was taken. The strokes, yeah, yeah, there you go. This is starting, like starting discussions, what we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> okay, and then the second thing I was going to say, uh, with the, the, the other boyfriends, you had the deaf one, the blind one, the wheelchair one. You can be like, the blind one, the wheelchair one were easy to beat sexually. <laughs> but then, like the one that couldn't hear was really going. Yeah, <laughs> was really trying to hear her and he oh, couldn't. <laughs> so, okay, <I> <laughs> there was something there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the, uh, I'm sorry. Was it where was where did she leave him at the uh, was it the uh, mall? The went to the mall. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I yeah, I had I had a thought about like there being. Oh, I'm sorry, I just jump in line in front of you, Lauren. Oh. No, no, you're fine. I, I just uh, I, I, a line popped in my head where like uh, you know I, yeah I, I, he has a great sense of smell, so I took him to the perfume section and left him there, mm. or something like that. I don't know because the mall. That's my thought of it. Anyway, sure. whatever. Yeah. I just wanted to hear why you hated Devin. What was going on? What's the relationship? Oh yeah, I had something written down, but the horn honked, so I didn't want to waste more time. Oh okay. Yeah. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell. Yay. I'm hosting trivia in San Carlos, Blue Tavern, Wednesday. Love you. Bye. Woo, 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 woo. All right, that's how the joke workshop works. All right, uh, your next comedian is the last one. We'll have time to give comments to, and then we'll just have a four-minute open mic. But keep. Taking notes, paying attention, and being awesome. It's Jared Senna. Yay! Keep it going, everybody. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep clapping. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Hello, guys. Hi. I'm an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. If you didn't clap at that, you're homophobic. But... Um, I like to say I'm an ally of the LGBTQ plus community because all of my ex-girlfriends identify as, cute, as queer. Because of me, they now realize that they don't like men. Um, I'm kind of like the prime target for queer questioning women. Um, I have a septum piercing, I have short hair, and I'm five foot two. I look like a lesbian. <laughs> But then they date me and they realize that I am just as toxic as any sh straight man out there. Like, I have stupid straight guy stereotypical himbo characteristics. Like, uh, I use three-in-one shampoo, I invested into crypto, and I don't believe in astrology. No, I could give less of a fuck about that. I only know my rising sign because I was trying to get laid. Did not work. Um... And also, my mood is entirely dependent on whether or not if my favorite sports team wins. 
Like, I will literally scroll past, like, school shootings and COVID death headlines, but I will chuck my phone against the wall if, if I find out the Lakers or the Warriors or the Lakers lost that night. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, women don't realize, or queer questioning women don't realize that, and they learn it the hard way. Um, you know, it's one thing to, to get ghosted after a date. It feels shitty after that. But imagine getting ghosted and then waking up to, like, an IG post coming out as a lesbian after recent events. The only recent event was happened that I took her to Dolores Park, like, two days ago. Um, um, that just happens frequently. Uh, dating me, apparently, uh, women realize that they don't like men, but you know what? Not only am I an ally, that makes me better than most fathers. That's not being an ally, I don't know what is, okay? All right, uh, what else do we got today? Um, <sighs> I actually just got fired, guys. <sighs> Thank you, I know it sucks, but don't feel bad because I feel good about myself. I stood up for myself. Someone I was working with was being an asshole, and I said what I had to say. Someone had to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. <laughs> had to be me. Um, you know, uh, people always say, like, Jared, that's not nice. You're, they're younger than you. You're supposed to be the bigger person. First off, that fucking 12-year-old was already bigger than me. Um, I'm just looking back at my past because I used to be a 12-year-old who also always acted out. Instead of uh, talking to me, my dad would just hit me. And I used to hate my dad because of that. But looking back at that and after what I just experienced tutoring, like, my dad did not go far enough. He should have he done more. Like, there, there should be no patience with me. But that's all my time, guys. Uh, all right, thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, that's it. Jared Senna, stay up there. We've got comments. Yay. Uh, looks like Josh is chomping at the thing. Hey, nice to see you back here again. Nice to hey, see man. you, man. Um, if we could talk about how pissed you are about a sports team, maybe just pick one of them because it'd be weird to be like, I'm such a big Warriors fan and also maybe Lakers. So, like, you know, just pick one of the teams that might hit yeah, harder. I actually just stuttered, kind of. Oh, you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you said, like, uh, you only know your rising sign because you were trying to get laid. Yeah. So I feel like there's a line where you're like, I only knew my rising sign because I was trying to get laid. I did a whole lot of rising that night, but I'm still a Virgo. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thanks. I'm definitely stealing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, the joke about turning women lesbian is really good uh i just like get to it a little quicker um but i think i, I you you kind of went all over the place with it you were like uh i'm an ally and then you kind of like jumped all over i think if you just get to the point where you're like i've dated and don't i wouldn't say queer because the bi to lesbian is just a quicker jump in my mind mm -hmm. so if you're just like if you're just like yeah i dated a bunch of bisexual women and, and it was amazing i after i dated all of them they became lesbians like i've done more for the community and blah, blah, blah. I think gotcha. just like make it a little clearer. Okay. I think along with that same joke, you could say that you've added so much to the lesbian community. You have like an assembly line of lesbians based off of like <laughs> who you're dating. I thought okay. it was nice that you were so vulnerable. 
there was all this this stuff uh, with the dad. I was like, wow, he's being really vulnerable. Speak your truth, baby. Uh, but I when they when they don't like men, I thought you could have a line. I don't like men either, or something. I don't know. Um, but it's great that you're working out new stuff. I, I mean, this is all this is all new. I haven't heard any of it, and you didn't even mention Subarus. <laughs> uh, the you look like a lesbian thing was funny, but I'm mad he didn't acknowledge you have like a shirt that says Susan on it, like that. <laughs> It's like a lesbian name too, kind of. I don't. <laughs> I, I totally did not. I forgot about this. God damn it! All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna. Yay! Donate to Mutiny Radio. All right, so that's the end of the comments, and we're just going to roll right through this list because we've got a lot of comics, and we've got a big night, and I know everybody's trying to hit. Everyone just loves spending money on gas. I'm like, I guess this is the apocalypse. Let's fucking do it. Burn it to the ground. Let's have stage time. Put your hands together, everybody, for Deep. Yay! Hey, everyone. Uh, let's talk about Indian weddings or... The event where white people come for the food, but stay for the elephant. A lot of people ask me like, why are Indian weddings so long? And I'm like, why not? It's a moment of great happiness. Two souls are coming together. And a brown guy is finally going to have sex. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but this would be the first time he'll buy a Valentine's Day gift for a girl and not a watch for his left hand. We like let's be honest, we all know brown guys are bad at game. If if you go to a club in San Francisco, you can easily understand the dating hierarchy over here. Like hot white men are with hot white girls. White men with bad game, someone like you <laughs> is with Asian. And brown guys are just waiting for the girl to pass out. True story. <laughs> Have you ever done that, sir? Like, you really enjoyed that joke. <laughs> uh, true story. Like, in my school, just to feel closer to the act of sex, kids, brown kids were putting on condoms to masturbate in it. And putting on condoms to masturbate is like popping a plan B after using a dildo. But uh, your weddings are very weird too. Uh, you guys have a rehearsal dinner. You guys don't know how to eat. <laughs> Man, you should come from every open mic for me, dude. <laughs> like, unless that dinner is about eating ass, I don't know why you need a rehearsal dinner. And. Like, the brides over here wear a white dress for their wedding. In India, white is usually the color of sadness. We wear it for funerals. But white is the best color to hide cum stains. My, uh, my American friend <laughs> told me that uh, uh, it's basically a misogynistic ritual where the guy made the bride wear white so that at the wedding night, he can know the girl was pure. Do you guys know what color Indian brides wear for weddings? They wear red. Indian guys are masturbating in condoms and we are getting impure stuff. That's why 
that's why we take dowry. It's basically like a refund from a drug dealer for for bad stuff. Also, the wedding here is definitely not for the bride. She is marrying someone when everyone knows that the guy standing next to the groom is the best man. You, uh, and one last joke. You guys have a section where you ask the bride, do you take this man as your lawfully wedded husband, I guess? Uh, but we can't do that. Brown guys cannot take that risk anymore. We are finally at the altar. We are getting married. And also, there are no refunds for elephants. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Keep your hands clapping in a slappy-like motion for Deep. We're moving right along with one of my favorite comedians on the scene. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Hey, what's up? What's going on? Uh, what are we doing? You guys, you guys ever heard this phrase, white confidence? You've heard this phrase? Yeah, me neither. I was at a bar. I was at a bar, and this couple was talking about it. They were talking about white confidence. And I was like... Can I get some of that? Uh, it's a little too close to white pride, though, don't you think? White confidence. I guess what white confidence is is just being very cocky because you're white. You see it all the time. A lot of white people are very cocky. And I just want some of it because I'm not saying I don't get all the accoutrements of being white, which is the whitest word I've ever used, um, but I just don't get any of the confidence that comes with it. Like, I could take some of, like, Jake Paul's or Brett Kavanaugh's. They're not really using it for any good, right? I could take it. They don't need all of that. I would use it for good, for sure. I don't know. I guess white cockiness is kind of like it's kind of like Steve Irwin. I think he's the epitome of white cockiness, right? Because he's just like, my life is so easy that I'm just gonna jump on crocodiles for a living. Like only a white guy could pull that shit off. But I see it all the time. I now that I think about it. I see it. Like at parties, I've seen white dudes that look just like me. They walk up, they go to women, they go, "Wow, you're so beautiful. You're coming home with me." That's incredible. I can never pull off something like that. Never. When I was in the car the other day, I was driving, and there was this beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk, and I glanced at her respectfully. <laughs> Trust me. I glanced at her, she's walking, she makes eye contact with me, and alone in my car, I audibly said, I am so sorry. That's what I said to myself. Don't have any of it. Cool, that was good. Uh, let's see, oh, yes. I, uh, do you guys ever check your screen time on your phone? Do you guys check that? I check mine all the time. It is disgusting how much time I spend on there. I always check it, but whenever I check it, I always treat it like it's kind of, like, like after you pay rent and you're checking your bank account, you know, you're kind of like squinting when you see it, you know? And it's always bad. I don't even want to tell you because it's so bad. Like, I, I kind of treat it like a middle-aged woman when you ask her her age, you know? I'm like, well, a lady never tells her her screen time, okay? But it's crazy. It's crazy how much it is. And then you, I try to put up those roadblocks. They have, like, time limits on the apps. Try to do it, but you could just exit it out so easy. You just ignore it. But I think they should have like punishments set in place. So like if you go over the timeline on Instagram, it selects five random photos and posts them. I think that would be a good incentive. And you'd be locked out of your phone so you can't do anything. So you'd get like texts from your friends like, hey Ian, why is there a screenshot of a QR code, a picture of the sunset and your penis on your Instagram? I'll be like, it was a crazy Tuesday night. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Um, that was way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Oh, God, it sounds so good in my head, you know? Uh, I don't want to do any more. Okay, bye. <laughs>
Langlands, everyone. All of his new stuff. Yay. All right. I'm super excited for your next comedian. She's so much fun. Put your hands together for Riley Shenyo. You don't have to watch Dynasty to have Saucy. Um, I was reaching my bag to find some gum, and I, like, was reaching so deep in. I was like, what the fuck is so thick in here? Like, like is this a pen? And it turns out it was a kazoo. Uh, I First of all, I don't own this kazoo, so I know that it was one of my friends. But to me, I'm like, why do you have like loose kazoos on you? Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I just needed everyone to know that I had a kazoo on me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a half French and half Japanese. I'm 50-50, split down the middle. But no one could ever tell because I look Mexican. Thank you. <laughs> Literally, you're the only two that haven't heard this set. Um, but no, I get called like Mexican all the time by, you know what's funny? Asian people. Asian people tell me that. And I'm like, I'm playing for the home squad. Like, we're on the team together. Um, but my last name is Shenyo, which is French. Um, but if you saw it spelled, people just assume that it's Asian for the fact of like the pronunciation of it. And I'm like, okay, just because you say it in an Asian accent doesn't mean it's actually Asian. Like, that's just fucked up. All the time, too. Or I get like chignot. Uh, sh I got champagne once and I was like, that's close enough, whatever. Um, gosh, it's a mellow Monday. I was just thinking that right now. I'm a little sleepy. Uh, fun fact about me, I did a TED talk. This is a real thing. This is a little, this little fun fact about Riley. I had someone ask me, was it TEDx or was it an actual TED talk? And I was like, and he's in this room. <laughs> you asked me, you were like, was it real TED talk or like X? And I was like, Yeah, and uh, clearly, it w I got ID'd harder by him than any bar in this city. I swear to God. I was like, what the fuck? Um, at least I'm going to finish mine, Ian. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, I, like, noticed, I, like, recently rewatched it. Garbage. Awful. It was so bad. I used note cards the whole time because why be prepared for something like that? Like, why be prepared for a TED Talk? Um, and I wore leggings, which is the ultimate mistake i had three comments on the video one of them said remember your lines much and i was like all right i'm gonna give it to that person yeah i did not and the other one said big old camel toe <laughs> that comment got more likes than the whole entire video <laughs> i shit you not if you look it up that I, I like it has like like 35 likes and the whole video has like five i'm like what the fuck Oh, please don't. Oh, God. It's so bad. There's a projector, and you could see me, and they filmed from down here, so the camel toe was just on blast. And then the third comment is from Pancake King. <laughs> and I didn't read it. Uh, <laughs> if you hear this, Pancake, I know you will. I know you will. Don't DM me. Um, yeah, I don't really care about that guy. That's why. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to put him on blast like that. But uh, yeah, it was TEDx. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you can spell my last name, you can find it. But oh god, it's pitiful. Please don't. Oh god, it's so bad. I also I went up like I went right after two kids that are, got a full ride. One of them got a full ride to Harvard. The other one got a full ride to Stanford, and they put me after. 
oh, what the fuck? And they're like, it was something to like loosen it up. And I'm like, that's just a fun way to say I'm filling. Like, I'm just a filler for this right now. All right, I think I'm done. Have a lovely Monday, everyone. I'm Riley. Riley, Genio. I'm gonna look her up and watch her TEDx talk. I can't wait to see it. I hope it's what I hope it's about Edward Forty Hands. That's the most entertaining story in the world. Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Sergio Blanco. Yeah. Riley pulled out a kazoo and she's like, I was on TED Talk. Like, yeah, none of us believe you. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Got a bandana on. No, you're not on TED Talk. You guys think COVID's almost over? Yeah? I don't think so. I was at Target the other day without a mask and I felt like a Republican. I was like, what the? I thought the mask mandate was lifted. I started yelling. I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like feeling like a Republican. I was buying liberal things. <laughs> buying hand cream and boom chicka pops <laughs> I was shopping for candles I asked the associate I was like hey where's your candles at he's like homosexual section and I was like did you just say homosexual section and he said I said homosexuals you goddamn Republican get out of here Wow <laughs> uh, I don't know I feel like candles could be liberal or Republican your house could smell like sage and lavender, or it could smell like whiskey and tobacco. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, I did a TED Talk. That's <laughs> my, fuck, that's, a, that's my only joke today. I also, no one did a fucking Will Smith joke this whole time. Give it up for us. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Fuck that shit, it's too easy. That's why, yeah. I watched that and I immediately watched the Muni fight after. I was like, no, nah, I gotta. Yeah, the Muni fight? There's a Muni fight. You guys are in the presence of a hero right here, dude. Like, what? Honestly, I wish Will Smith would have slapped me because he looks like he has really smelly hands. Like, his hands smell good. I would have licked his hand, too. It's a handsome man. All right. <laughs> This is an old joke, but I'll, I'm trying to re bring it back. I uh, I stopped smoking weed. No, oh, come on. <laughs> I used to smoke a lot of weed in college, and it used to, you know, give me the funnies, and I'd be happy and all that. And now I smoke weed, and it makes me a little gay. Nobody else? All right, just me. It's not like I smoke some weed. And I'm like, man, I want to suck some dick. That's not what happened. I smoked some weed. I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I rolled up a joint, started enjoying the movie. Halfway through the movie, I was like, damn, Brad Pitt's hot as fuck. <laughs> like, it was making my butthole tickle. I was like, is he naturally hot or am I naturally gay? I stopped smoking weed. Uh, one time I told that joke and then Brady came up to me after. He's like, I want to smoke a pound with you. <laughs> I was like, Brady, I want to fuck Brad Pitt, not you, dude. Like, what? Honestly, like, I think if you fuck Brad Pitt, that's not even gay. That's just really cool. Like, I'll tell all my friends, I'll be like, hell yeah, can we fuck him too? Let's all get in it. Put that on my resume. All right, thank you guys. I'm Sergio Blanco. Hey, Sergio. Whoever, we don't care about your bedroom gymnastics. You can get together with anybody you want and we support it. 
Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Pranav on Beal. Yeah. Hello. I know you guys. I know what you guys are thinking. Why is Arthur the artwork telling jokes? My show got canceled, so I need money. And I said, Hey, I'm gonna tell a Will Smith joke. Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, so after last night, it's a uh, kind of crazy seeing what the consequences of telling a bad joke would be now. And I'm a little surprised some of you guys came out here. Ah, <laughs> Dahlia. Uh, I think I speak for all comics that if this is like what's gonna happen when we tell bad jokes, then uh, let's go back to cancel culture. That was actually pretty good. We won't complain this time. I, yeah. Anyway, uh, I love milfs. I love milfs so much. It's it's in the name. Uh, I wish I, I would have them all if I could. Sadly, I think I'm uh, as a young man, I'm I'm playing the wrong game. Uh, the competition for milfs is fierce. There's lots of men out there with more money than me look better than me, taller than me, funnier than I am. Uh, Chris Rock, for example. <laughs> uh, but uh, and uh, these mills have the pick of the litter. And there's not enough cougar, MILF cougars out there to be statistically significant, so the odds are a little stacked against me. Uh, that's when I realized other men in my position were just playing the game wrong. We're all trying to F these MILFs at the peak of their MILFdom. <laughs> Uh, but there's 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 <laughs> there's plenty of young women in, at my in my league who will eventually become milfs, uh, and I ask myself what is what is my milf retirement strategy, and that's how I developed the milf IRA. You've heard of buy low sell high, milf IRA, marry age appropriate, <laughs> fuck milf. I've crunched the rump numbers on the ROM, the return on MILF investment. Uh, I've, I've crunched the numbers on the compounding interest, which is my interest in pounding till I come. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> I, hated, I, I hated saying that. Uh, and dividends, which is just dividends. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't like this joke that much because uh, because I, I take it seriously, I take the MILF IRA thing seriously, I, th I think she should be flattered. But she just gets upset that I keep telling her, great news, I want to fuck your mom. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I know like all I'm really describing here is like having a stable marriage with an age-appropriate woman who you think is attractive. But uh, I think I learned an important lesson here, which was I stopped yearning for mothers I love to fuck and started loving age-appropriate Girls I'd like to fuck. I love gilfs. I love gilfs. And actually, ever since I started telling this joke, uh, I finally booked my first show at a retirement home. So we'll see how that goes. Anyways, that was fun. All right, you guys have a good night. Yay! I think Pranav is hitting on me. I'm old. No, I've never had any kids, so I can't possibly be a MILF because I'll never be a mommy. Um, that's why I've started dating young Latinos because I'm tired of white guys calling me mommy. Your next two comedians aren't here, so we're going to go to the wait list. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. I just want you to see my new shirt that my mom got me from Banana Republic. Because I like it. I'm like a dog in a sweater. I just feel really happy right now. 
Um, sorry, guys. I'm still going to talk about Putin and Ukraine. Okay. Uh, he invaded. That happened. Awkward. And uh, well, so hold on. Whose side are you guys on? I, I, I don't know. Some hey, he doesn't have home field advantage. Like somebody, he's an, he's the underdog. Uh, Generally, people are pretty unhappy. The world responded. Sanctions, divestments, titties. Uh, did did you see the did you see the pro-Ukrainian titties? You did. Yeah. Did any? Okay. So a bunch of women in Europe got together uh, to protest. Uh, they they took their tops off to oh, that to show Putin. They they. Uh, it's a weird form of protest to take out your tits. Sorry, it is like especially if it's a guy seeing it. You don't think that's protest. You think it's like positive reinforcement. You're like, all right. If I invaded Ukraine and everyone showed me their tits, I'd be like, I'm doing Poland next. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. Okay, stop enabling them. It's weird that you think that's a form of protest because I don't think any guy out of form of protest would be like, yeah, I'm gonna take out my dick. <laughs> just just a road. Uh, like what country? Could be deterred if a bunch of uh, if a bunch of dudes just took out their dicks in form of protest. I maybe China, uh, if the stereotypes are true, actually that might really fuck with their morale. That might that might send them all the way back. <laughs> that might actually work. Um, I saw a corgi on my way over here, and you know I was walking away, and so I got to see the butt and loved it. You know, and I thought I thought to myself, like, that is a cute butt. And then I realized I've said that same thing to women I've slept with, uh, except I've also said more intense versions of that statement to women I've slept with, which would be very inappropriate to say to a dog. Uh, oh, dude, that Corgi's ass is so hot. Like, all right, don't touch my dog, dude. Don't don't touch it. I was a uh, I was in an argument with a gas station attendant. Uh, Cause that's, yeah, yeah. Cause there's just there's just glass in front of you guys. It's hard to communicate, so you gotta be like, hostess, cupcakes, not the ding dongs. All right. And then a guy came up to me when we were fighting, and and was like, hey, I just want you to know, uh, you're really cute. And the problem was, I said all this before I started my corgi joke, and I can't recursively go back. And so you're just hearing the the beginning of the joke at the very end of it. You're welcome. Uh, God, I feel like I'm wasting all of your fucking time. <laughs> this is just disrespectful. Like, <laughs> you're done. You can leave, man. Hey. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. I'm gonna leave too, cause I can do that. Keep it going for the Pulp Fiction of comedy, Kyle Morrissey. Yeah, changing the storyline around there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, your next comedian on the list is also not here, so we're gonna fill in from that wait list. Put your hands together for Jason King. If you want to, baby, here I am. Here I am. I've been investing in protective headgear. (laughs) 
I have a lot of jokes about G.I. Jane. <laughs> we are in a new world right now, guys. PC people just realize if they don't like our joke, they can beat our ass. <laughs> yeah, I. They're they're gonna be out here canceling cheeks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I. Um, it's hard to see people in this. <laughs> I'm be telling totally I. I honestly feel I'm I'm most afraid for Dave Chappelle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he should be very afraid. An assault is coming, <laughs> right? Dave Chappelle is gonna make a trans joke, and then a trans woman is gonna fuck him in the ass. <laughs> 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 They're gonna recite his joke to him as they slap him, you know, for like Dave Chappelle, you've made four trans jokes. I've been counting. <laughs> How many times do I have to smack you before you act right? <laughs> One, <laughs> two, <laughs> three, <laughs> three trans jokes. Ah, 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 ah. He's gonna be on the ground, just fucking hurt. <laughs> the hormones didn't reach their knuckles. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let's try that at a show at some point. Why not? <laughs> I uh, I love that we we get up to music here. It's pretty cool. I was at a show recently where I came up to Shakira's "Whenever, Whenever," and uh, there's a lyric in the song where she goes, uh, "I have humble breasts." I don't know if you remember it. She goes, "Look at that, my breasts are small and humble," right? <laughs> And uh, I like the line, humble breasts. It's a, it's a pretty graceful way to reframe the fact that you have small tits, you know? <laughs> right? Uh, next time I don't last long in bed, I'm going to tell my girls, like, hey, my stamina is unpretentious. <laughs> <laughs> when I come, I do so without a hubris. <laughs> and then I curtsy and wipe my cum off her face. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. I, one thing I don't like about San Francisco is there's a lot of like liberal narratives to like explain people's behavior, you know? Like people will use a liberal narrative to explain their behavior. Like people will be like, I have an OnlyFans because I want to dismiss the idea that the female body can be owned, you know? Just say you want a Lexus, <laughs> right? Being ridiculous, I, uh, let's see. Uh, I write all my jokes in a phone because uh, I mixed up my joke notebook with my therapy notebook on stage once. <laughs> yeah, I got on stage, I was like, I got raped in my early 20s. Maybe it's, maybe it's how I said it. <laughs> Hold on, there's a tag here. My dad said, rub some dirt in it. <laughs> it's an aggressive joke. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> All right, guys, it's my time. Peace out. Jason King, everyone. Hooray. That was sweet. What a child. He has a beautiful smile. I'm sure that his... Okay, your next comedian, another great human being and super funny. Clap your hands wildly. Everybody, for Ray Khan. Yay. Oh. 
right, how's it going, everybody? What's happening Monday? Feeling good, feeling good. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, my parent, uh, my uh, my family loves bananas. We got a big banana family in our in our house. We love bananas, man. We have bananas on everything. We got bananas on. Uh, we got banana pies. We got bananas on toast. Bananas everywhere. We love it. There's a rule in my house. If you leave the house for any reason, you got to bring home some bananas. But yeah, man, you bring home some bananas. If you go to the DMV, you better bring home some bananas. You go to the doctor's office, you bring home some bananas. It's true, man. We call it the Chiquita Conventions. Yeah, so when we, one, uh, one day I was out of loop with my wife. It was, it, was, it was a dire situation, so I went to Target to pick up some lube. I went to Target, picked up the KY, and what do I got to bring home? I got to bring home bananas. So there I am, three bunches of bananas on my left arm, a little lube on my right I'm not going to the checkout line with that. I'm not a monster. Hell no. No, I go to self-checkout for that kind of stuff. Did the little beep, got the, got the KY going, no problem. How am I going to scan those bananas? There's no sticker. There's no skew card. How does this story end, you may ask? How does this riveting tale? Does our hero get through this? Yeah, stole three bunches from bananas, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's how that ends. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm happy to be here. The pandemic is over. We're out here. We got, I got no mask. You guys are there. I'm up here. This is great, man. I love it. I'm happy. This is good. I'm glad it's over. For two years, I was really afraid. I was afraid of dying. I was afraid of dying of COVID. It was not good. They told me, man, Ray, don't touch your face. Whatever you do, don't touch your face. Touch your face, you get COVID, you might die. So for two years, I didn't touch my face at all. You know what happens to a man if you don't touch his face for two years? Yeah, it turns into one huge erogenous zone. That's right. I'm like, I got a 13-pound clitoris on both these shoulders. It's true. When I finally touched my face, it was glorious. I was like, ooh, damn, man, where you been, baby, for 24 months? You feeling mighty good? Oh, you got a bump? You mysterious man. Oh, hell yeah. I got a cheekboner? Cool. Up. Oh, found the hole. Found that hole. Hell yeah. Feeling good. I, you know, I think I went too far with the whole joke. Sorry. So I promise I'll stop it once it stops feeling so damn good. <laughs> I've been married for 25 years. Give it up. Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. 25 years I've been married. It's great. My wife, uh, my wife has one complaint. She just says, listen, Ray, you know, it's awesome. It's great. You're wonderful. In bed, you're wonderful. Problem is, you're just so boring. It's so fucking boring, man. All you do is say yes, yes, yes. All the time, just yes, man. Can you just mix it up? Just for just shake it up a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool, all right. I can, I can mix it up next time out. I'm like, yup, yup. Yeah, yup, 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 yuppers, yuppers, hell yeah, yuppers. Oh yeah, I'm like, okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie, yeah, oh, by all means, by all means, affirmative, affirmative, righty ho, hell yeah, that was it, thanks guys, I appreciate it, Monday. Hey, break on everyone. Hooray! Now I'm I'm, now I'm imagining having sex with his wife. Good. That's fun. That's that's the image I wanted tonight. As I'm eating the chocolate bar he gave me last time. Uh, That is not a euphemism for anything. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Uh, Do you guys want to talk about Will Smith, or is that? (laughs) Oh, dope. This is gonna be fresh. I know I am very impressed with that slap. 
It, it takes a lot of like power to like slap Ukraine right out of the public consciousness, you know? Like, nope. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Like every fun every Ukraine fundraiser just turned into like a fundraiser for Chris Rock's face. You know, it's fucking. I know. Let's let's talk about Ukraine because you know we're gonna we should date ourselves. Um, I know. I my stance on Ukraine is still if you can't point to Ukraine on a map, you need to shut the fuck up about <laughs> Ukraine. Like that's very. I have been thinking about getting invaded though, and I've realized that. Okay, I thought that was a laugh for a second. I was very excited. Um, yeah, I um, I realized like if somebody invades America, they need to be really specific about where they're invading. Like if they invade Ohio, I'm not gonna give a fuck, you know. Like my life is gonna be the exact same. We have a president. He's old. A lot, a lot of people don't like that. I don't know. I think we have a lot of old presidents. And I think the reason why we have a lot of old presidents is because we're scared to have a hot president, you know? Like, we really are. Like, we had JFK. That guy got shot. And we're just like, no more. Like, honestly, like I get it, though. Like, I've never swiped right on Tinder and been like, you know what? I trust this person with nukes. You know, that's not... Okay. I don't know. I think, I think I'd be a good boyfriend. Finally, people are stopping laughing at that. That's so nice. It took a while, but we're finally getting there. I think I'd be a good boyfriend because, like, I worked in customer service, you know? Like, I, ne I know how to, like, fake caring about things I don't give a fuck about. I also know how to get yelled at in public, so I feel like that's cool. Yeah. I'm such a good boyfriend that I would only cheat on my girlfriend when things were going good for her. You know what I mean? Like, if my girlfriend, like, had a bad day at work, she had car trouble, of course I'm not going to cheat on her. But, like, you know, like, if she if she got promoted, she got some new soap or whatever, Mercury's in retrograde, then yeah, sure, like, she can handle it. Very thoughtful about my infidelity. I don't, I don't know what else do I want to talk about. I, I was raised Muslim, and being raised Muslim, everybody thinks you're a terrorist. And I realized, like, I would not be a good terrorist, you know, like, I'd be late to the meetings, like, that's not... I'd just, like, show up, like, high to work, like, that's not... Like, you say what you want about 9-11. Nobody was high for that, you know? Like, everybody was very committed. They were very focused. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm very poor right now. But it's weird because my family has money. So it's not even, like, society's fault, you know? Like, I'm just an, <laughs> just an idiot, you know? Like, that's, like, that's very... It's disheartening, man. Like I, every time, like every time I tell people, like I, I'm not doing well financially. They're like, yeah, but your dad owns a house, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. New and shake, everyone. All right, we're gonna get everyone on this list, and I promise your next comedian. Actually, we're having a rock block of comedians that I really, really love and respect so much. Your next one, clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Lauren Kraut. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sorry. I kissed the mic. Look, that's weird. I wasn't prepared. I didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm here. Um, the first thing anyone sees about me right now is that I'm old, and I hate that. I argue to say that old precedes female, because you don't say you say old lady. You don't say lady old, unless it's in Spanish, and then it's señor mejor. But then 
I also wonder, like, what do you, when do you see race? At what point do you say old lady or oh, old white lady or white old lady? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? And speaking of which, did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? <laughs> and an LOL, LOL is a little old, is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. <laughs> Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I like the way that we perceive each other. Like, what, what do we see? What do we notice when we see someone? That's, um, I'm working on that, okay. Um, communication is such a difficult thing. We think that it's occurred, but we don't really know. Like, I can be talking to you right now, and I think that you understand me, but I don't know for sure that you do. Because I can be talking on this level, and you understand this level. So I'm thinking that we could do better. So I'm thinking that we should have thought transfer. Hear me out. No more pens and pencils. No more ugly keyboards and monitors and hard drives and all that shit. But we'd think we transfer our thoughts to one another. Like I'll think of something. No, you think of something, and I'll and I'll um, you transfer it to me. Okay, you ready? Okay, I can't say that out loud, though. Oh, damn. Well, I'm working on that one, too. All right. Um, nobody likes waiting. Waiting sucks. There's waiting in line. There's waiting for test results. There's waiting for um, ladies-in-waiting, waiting tables. Waiting sucks. So does this joke. I don't know where <laughs> I'm going with it. All right. Thank you. Um, my last name is... Oh, okay. Thank you, God. Uh, uh, all right. I'll, I'll do that one. My last name is Kraut. It's a horrible name. People think Nazi. Or worse, cabbage. It's terrible. All my life it's been, what's your name? Lauren Kraut, as in Sauer. It's a slur against Germans. And we're Polish and Russian. Jews, if you will. Even if you won't, we're still Jews. <laughs> the thing is, nobody thought to change Kraut. No, they changed their first names. Morris became Lawrence. Rivka became Rita. Shlomo became Beatrice. Because you didn't want to sound Jewish. But what about sounding like coleslaw? Did anyone consider the damage that could do to a person's self-esteem? WTF, ancestors? All growing up, I fantasized about changing my name, but I thought it would upset my father. I knew it was only an obsessive-compulsive daughter with codependent daddy issues can know that if I changed my name, I was no better than Great Aunt Estelle, formerly Esther the Jew. And nobody, <laughs> nobody invites her to Seder, so Kraut isn't sour, it remains. All right, that's my time. Thanks, Pam. Hey, yay, Lauren Kraut, yay. Woo, woo, woo. All 
All right, your next comedian is the hero of Mutiny Radio from the slapper around the world. Clap your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yeah, I picked the wrong three days to get a fucking ban on Facebook, huh? I'm hot right now. Uh, Yeah, I'm not afraid of fucking Will Smith because I would like to remind everybody here that Mutiny Radio has much better security than the Oscars. (laughs) Significantly better. Yeah, anyone comes uh, charging up on me during my jokes, I'm going to give you the Bob Saget. That's where I smack you upside the head and then you die in your sleep. Bob Saget would have laughed at that joke. Uh, yeah, I would actually like to thank uh, Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock for uh, reminding me, r- reminding us all why the Oscars are so white. For the Mutiny Radio audience, the single African-American is laughing. (laughs) And it's all the woke police here that are acting upset about it. Anyway, I don't know what's up with uh, Chris Rock uh, making fun of a black woman's hair. It's not like he did a documentary about how important black women's hair is to their whole identity and everything. Nobody? Yes. Yeah, good hair. He did a documentary. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me see what else I have to say about that. Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I was here to, uh, when one comic attacked another comic, I had to jump in there and break up the fight. There's video of it. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw the photo array of all the uh, actors and actresses in the Oscars all clutching their pearls during the attack. And they looked exactly like the audience here at Mutiny Radio when that one comic attacked the other comic. All the sense of panic. I thought these guys did their own stunts. Why wasn't Matt Damon up there like tackling him or something? What's... I'm the only one who thinks that. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure why, uh, why Will Smith was so upset. I mean, didn't he get dragged out on the carpet by his wife to get like ass fucked on TV about how she sleeps around on him? <laughs> in front of every, like, you know, you want to make fun of my girlfriend or something, she's a fucking civilian. These guys are like paid actors, right? They're, they're supposed to, don't they want the attention? Okay. Uh, so uh, Logan Paul, I think, is one of the Pauls, offered them both like $15 million to fight on pay-per-view. And how the fuck does Logan Paul have that kind of money? What the? Uh, can somebody explain how he has the kind of money to tempt those two to have a... That's the outrage. Okay. I'm the only one who thinks that. Uh, anyway, so uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I got nothing else to say about it. Matthew Quirk, everyone. It's so funny that nobody mentioned the, the thing and then everyone's mentioning it. Now that's great. And, and now I learned, I didn't even know until midday what happened. I didn't even know the Oscars happened last night. That's, I didn't even know. No, seriously, I don't have any idea what the fuck goes on in the world. I submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey, come out for free ice cream days. 
Your next comedian, such a funny lady. Clap your hands together for Denise Lee. Yay! Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, so I speak good English. <laughs> Not a joke, just a statement, as my sets often are. Uh, when I come up here and speak the way that I do, uh, some people look a little surprised. Like uh, once an audience member came up to me after my set and was like, wait, you speak English so fluently even though you know. And I was like, what, because I'm from Texas? Okay, like they teach us English there. Okay, like I know how to read children's books, <laughs> read Harry Potter on audio tape. I've been traveling more this year, made a super cool discovery. I have a bunch of doppelgangers across uh, all these different states, or people are just more racist than I thought. I was on a trip last month and stopped at a little store by a gas station. The cashier was like, oh, I saw you here yesterday, didn't I? And I was like, we're at a Circle K in Gary, Indiana, okay? I would not come here <laughs> more than once. That would be very sad, uh, but I am a little lost on this road trip, so uh, yes, that was probably me. Help me. Bad at directions. Uh, I see articles from different news platforms uh, that Facebook suggests to me, mostly around like career and job advice, like uh, articles like secrets to doubling your productivity or 10 habits of highly successful individuals. Uh, yeah, like Facebook just suggesting journal articles for me, right? Incorrectly. Like very flattering of Facebook to think that I want to work harder, you know, but also stupid because uh, if I was trying to work hard, I wouldn't be on Facebook, right? I want articles that are more helpful. Like, I don't want to read stuff like uh, America's most successful woman on doing the most, you know, like I want to read America's most successful woman on doing the least. Like, that is way more impressive, getting more bang for your buck of time. Uh, I love binge-watching TV shows, but I have a friend uh, who is one of those people who doesn't own a TV, and she was like, did you know that uh, TVs put a strain on your eyes, and they also distract your brain and makes it harder to think clearly? And I thought about it for a second, and I was like, did you know that uh, if I raise my hand and uh, punch you in the face, that would put a strain on your eyes and distract your brain so you can't think clearly? Dangers all around us. <laughs> my mom tells me to pray to Buddha whenever I have life problems, but I figured out how to handle my problems myself. I've got a foolproof method down, okay? Like last week, I was having issues filing my taxes. Math is hard. Uh, I felt super overwhelmed. So I did my three-step process, right? Like one, I took a deep breath. Two, I counted to 10. And then I took a nap. <laughs> okay, it was great. When I woke up, I forgot that I had to do my taxes, just binge-watched a TV show instead. Okay, last one. Uh, last week at my job, Janice from HR told our office that we can't use the word guys anymore, like, hey, guys, because that word is gendered and exclusionary. And I felt absolutely terrible, right? Like, I don't want anyone to feel excluded. So now I don't go into meetings anymore and say, hey, guys, like, I just go into meetings now and I'm like, hey, 
dumbasses, okay, and just, there we go. It's very gender neutral, very, very inclusive. Okay, bye. Yay, Denise Lee, and dumbasses, yay. Uh, we have a couple comedians left. Put your hands together for your next one. It's Josh Kotsky, yay! Oh. No, it's all right. You guys can all leave. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my grandfather. No, you guys can leave. I don't care. My grandpa did radar during the Korean War, and he told me that he and his partner, while doing radar during the war, would play mental chess with each other. Like, no board, no computer, no pen and paper, nothing. They would just visualize the board, and they could remember everything that happened. And I need a notebook to remember my dick jokes. So, you know, natural selection isn't working too good. I want to be better at at my dick pics. I do. They say that to get a good dick pic, you need the right angle. But mine doesn't bend that far. Like, I want a cute dick pic, but that's even farther. It, all right, we're going to skip the bad puns. Uh, do, do, do. Um, I, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm sick of doing, like, mean jokes and stuff, so I've, I've been trying to do, like, like volunteer and do nice things. Um, I started working with this organization that gives women with alopecia uh, novelty salmon hats, locks for love. <laughs> um, I started working with Dare Jr. Um, if you don't know, there's this huge epidemic right now where every year thousands and thousands of diseases are dying of drug overdose. So we're trying to fix that up. Uh, I started working with Take-A-Wish. Uh, a lot of times Make-A-Wish buys and pays for all these trips, but they take too long to plan them out. They're just sitting there. So we take those and we sell them for profit. Uh, I, I do, like not to be a dick or anything, uh, I, I do do some work with Make-A-Wish. Um, uh, I started a few years ago. Uh, my girlfriend got me into it. Uh, I started a few years ago. There's this, kid, like five years ago, this kid, Timmy. He was like eight years old. He had this horrible disease that I can't pronounce. And all he wanted to do before he died was go to Disneyland. So I donated like $200 and he was able to do it. And he had a great time. Uh, and a few days ago, Make-A-Wish actually sent me an uh, email saying that because of that trip, they think it, it made him feel so good. He's actually lived, uh, he's still alive. Like five years later, he's still alive. And as soon as I heard that, I went to make a wish and I asked for a refund. Cause I'm here to help sick kids. I'm not trying to send your spoiled ass healthy kid on a trip, okay? It's not what I'm here for. Uh, I don't know. I think like you need to donate to organizations like Make a Wish because you know all these all these organizations they get so much money from their alumni programs and Make a Wish alumni just they don't donate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful laugh for a horrible joke. Um, I don't know. I I'm telling these. I don't want you to get twisted or anything. Like I, I'm telling these jokes because I hate kids with cancer. And if, what, if you're not laughing, what, you like when kids have cancer? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Jesus. I, uh, I, I, I wrote those jokes a few days ago, and my girlfriend hates them, so that's why I brought her here to hear them. Uh, <laughs> she hates them so much, and I'm like, so are you going to break up with me now? She's like, breaking up with you is the last thing I want to do. So it's on her list. It's just like, you know, once she buys eggs and gets gas and all that, she's kicking me out. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Hey, hooray! 
Josh Koski. We have a couple comedians left. Keep sticking in there, everybody. Put your hands together for Amy Stringer. Yay. Hillary, you're next. Hello. Um, anyone else have an ex that sends them an email every three or four months? Um, because that's the only method of communication where you haven't blocked them. And there's no message, just no subject, just a link to a song on Spotify. <laughs> After the initial horror of seeing my ex's name in my inbox, I, it suddenly becomes this big mystery. Like, what message am I going to have to decode this time through these lyrics? But he actually sent me an email last week that said he's going to be in San Francisco for work for the month of April and asked if I wanted to get together. He didn't ask. He was like, it would be cool if we got together. And I, uh, he almost got me. I almost responded because he said words this time. But I didn't. <laughs> um, so if you don't see me for a few weeks, I may have left the country. Uh, <laughs> oh, but he, I was thinking about him, my ex. And um, I was thinking about what he used to do. He w or I guess he still does. He's a mechanical engineer. And he would tell me about his projects that he'd be working on, one of which was he couldn't tell me about it. He had to sign an NDA, but he did tell me about it. And so I'm going to tell you about it because I didn't sign shit. Um, but it was this nuclear blast detector. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like nuclear blasts are kind of hard to miss. <laughs> like, I just imagine everything vaporized except this box going, nuclear blast detected. <laughs> Just into eternity. <laughs> that's like that's like if the people who made the Titanic were like lifeboats. We don't need lifeboats. We have our sinking ship detector. And uh, so the, they, the people say that um, in the depths of the Atlantic, if you listen carefully, you can still hear a voice saying, "Sinking ship detected." <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty new to the stand-up scene, but I've been an actor for a while. And when, when, when I tell people that, they often ask me, oh, what have, what have you been in? And I'm like, absolutely fucking nothing you would know about. <laughs> like, um, oh, unless you were in one of the two people in that off-off-Broadway black box basement that one time for that reading. <laughs> or, or, oh, you know the, um, the show Boardwalk Empire? Um, season two, episode eight, the beach scene. I was one of the extras. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I watched the episode. I have not been able to find myself. But if you, if you do, let me know. Or um, maybe you were in that field in Tom's River, New Jersey, for that production of Midsummer Night's Dream. I, I was the moon. <laughs> like maybe this. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Eye contact. I'm a big fan of eye contact, but it can get me into trouble sometimes. It can be dangerous, but luckily danger is my middle name if you take out all the letters except the E and add Elizabeth. <laughs> I don't think I have enough time to go on with my eye contact joke, but that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Yay for Amy Stringer, hooray! All right, your next comedian, another super funny lady. Clap your hands together for Hillary Lannon! Yay! Hi, everyone. 
Um, I am very sore today because I bicycled up Mount Tam yesterday. And yeah, stupid. No, really stupid. It was so fucking cold and wet, like the condensation. It wasn't actually raining. And the wind gusts were like up to 40 miles an hour that at one point I was actually pedaling and I was going backwards. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And the reason why I'm doing this is because I signed up to do the AIDS life cycle, which if you're not familiar with this ride, it's basically... Um, it's a ride from San Francisco to LA. It happens every year, except for uh, global pandemic times. And you raise money for AIDS research. And it is such a fucking scam. It's such a fucking scam. I'm serious. I have to raise $5,000 for the honor of biking 545 miles down the <laughs> length of California. And biking is so fucking uncomfortable. Have you, do any of you, are any of you guys avid cyclists? No, okay. Yes, okay, so you may understand the mechanics of what it's like to bicycle. <laughs> so, so basically, and it, I don't really think they've changed technology that drastically since like the bicycle had transitioned from the penny farthing to like an actual like two equal wheeled sized bicycle. I mean, basically like the sa saddle quote unquote is like this bird beak that you sit on and you press it up against your crash that's on like a stick and then you just pedal your ass until you wanna fall over and die. And the thing about it is one of the improvements that they've made to this technology is they've cut out a slot in the middle of the seat so that you to relieve the pressure on your soft tissue. So either your pussy or your balls, I guess, because both guys and girls, it works for them equally. But it doesn't it doesn't really work because, first of all, the the outfits you wear during a cycling excursion is basically like, you know those poise pads? Cause I don't think it's a full on diaper, but it's like one of those discreet, like, you know, adult incontinent um, things, whatever they're called. Uh, but it's like you took a total dump in it. So it's not even, it's like small, but it's big at the same time. And the thing about it is that that little cutout, it's not gonna do any good because you have this giant piece of pad in between there. The only way that it would work is if I could actually slip my labia down that slot and then it would be actually like, it would kind of make a clean path. <laughs> Right? Like everything would be clear to, because that's the most uncomfortable part is if you sit on your seat and then your all your junk is like in a weird position and then you're like you're like doing this weird in seat dance. It's not it's not good. Um, and then the other problem that I had yesterday when I was biking is that so I have a trimmer, a hair trimmer for for my pubes because you know you you want it to be clean. And the problem is, is that my hair trimmer just stopped working. It's brand new. It just stopped working midway through this trim. So now my pubes have the same hairstyle as like a crazy person um, unwillingly committed to like a mental hospital. It's, or maybe like a, I don't know, like a, a prisoner of war or something like that. So yeah, so that's, I get to do all of this and ask everybody for money and I get the pleasure of sleeping in a tent every night after biking over 100 miles. And like, there's one day over 100 miles and 5,000 feet of climbing. Just, I think I've, I've, I think I've gone crazy. I think I've lost my fucking mind. And here's my final thought about this. Isn't AIDS almost cured? I mean, I keep reading these reports where they're like, they're like, this woman cured of AIDS. And I'm like, well then what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Anyway, that's my time. <laughs> Thanks guys. 
Hooray, Hillary Lannon. That was super funny. Yay. Good luck on your AIDS life cycle. Donate to her trip so that she can. Thanks, Josh. Um, guy with the with the glasses, are you a comic in there? Did you you didn't sign up in the? Oh, you have to DM me because I don't know your name. And then you would just introduce. What's your name? Joyce. Joyce Desers. Everybody, put your hands together for Joyce Desers. Yay. Oh man, I've been waiting here all night. <laughs> but it, it's good, it was worth it. Um, my name's Joyce, I just moved here. Um, I'm 23. Is there anyone else here over the age of 12 in the audience? Great, because I'm going to talk about uh, 2000 and something. 2000 and something, it was a weird time to live through. It was a weird year. 2000 and something is any year that was from 9-11 to when Barack Obama interrupted the Celebrity Apprentice to tell us that Osama bin Laden was dead. And 2000-something was weird. There were a lot of weird things going on. One, the cable guy. Uh, the cable guy, if you don't know, he was the guy who had to come and set up your TV. Those are fireworks. <laughs> I don't know, I just moved here. Um, so right now, if you want like Netflix, you just download Netflix, you subscribe. But back in the day, if you wanted like HBO, you had to call the cable guy. And some like 20-something would come to your house. He would make a house call. He was like a doctor. And he would come and he would just like fuck around in your living room for two hours. And um, then he would go and your dad would write him a check, which you don't have those anymore either. Those were early. Those were 2000-something things. You'd write him a check take it, and he'd leave. You'd say, to, you'd say to your dad, okay, can we watch TV now? And your dad would be like, no, he has to come back. He has to come back. He's just spent two hours in here. So I didn't like that about 2000-something. You know what else I didn't like about 2000-something? JetBlue. JetBlue nowadays is the cheapest airline. Uh, Spirits, not an airline, those aren't airplanes. <laughs> JetBlue is the cheapest airline now. But back in the day, JetBlue, that was a luxury airline. You could like, mainly it was because they had TVs. You could watch the 2006 animated DreamWorks comedy, Over the Hedge, on your flight from like Atlanta to LAX. That was real. You could pay $15 for that. That was JetBlue. Uh, nowadays, it's just the economy airline. They still have that, but it's the economy airline. You pay Delta uh, a lot more, and it's a lot worse. One more thing from 2000-something that uh, really weird was called Facebook. For those of you under 30, Facebook was this website. You went on a computer. You had to go on like your mom's computer. We didn't have laptops back then. Um, and you would go on Facebook, and you could do all this crazy stuff. You could like post just bullshit that all of your friends would see. You could be like, hey, comment, and I'll rate you. I'll give you a rating. And some kid from your middle school math class would comment. And you'd be like, TBH, Pedro? Solid five out of 10, going to be honest. That is all of the mildly funny things I have to say tonight. But the mic stand, everyone's been struggling with it. I don't know. I'm going to keep struggling with it. Hopefully I'll get funnier. This is my first night here. Thank you. Yay! Keep your clans happening. Keep your clans Keep your clans happening. Keep your hands. I've eaten 30 milligrams of nuts now, of bot nuts, so it's starting to fall apart. Clap your hands together. That was your first time ever, Joyce. Congratulations. That was amazing. Yay! We love first-timers. Um, your next comedian. He's past the punchline. He's regular at all the clubs everywhere. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! 
Okay, hello everyone. How's it going? Um, I, uh, I, I have been learning recently that I am a, uh, oh, is something funny? Sorry. I would... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a physical comedian. A very, yeah, watch out. Uh, is that doing it for you? Okay, there we go. Is, uh, I, I have learned, uh, I, I am not a, uh, a morning person to the point that uh, I, I think I need uh, Miranda rights in the morning if I'm talking to someone. Because whenever I get in trouble uh, with with people I'm seeing, it's always things I said first thing in the morning when I don't really know what's happening. I once called a, a woman I was dating uh, my ex's name. Uh, yeah, and uh, it wasn't even like in the heat of passion. It was literally, she said, I'm hungry. And I said, I thought you were Sarah. Uh, yeah, I know. It was a, it was a terrible joke. It was a, it never got, I'd done it a million times and it never got in a laugh and I was just in the moment and you know, people, people have sometimes wonder, you'll see people debate what's the worst thing you could call a woman, you know, is it like a slut? Is it like a bitch? A kind of, it turns out it's your ex's name. That is in my, in my experience, uh, it, it gets, uh, doesn't get much worse than that you know i i think i re i really do need just the ability to just plead the fifth i think that's probably where it came from actually i don't know if you guys know that or not but there was some cop in the morning who was always like where is this woman was like where's it going he's like miranda could you plead and then he's like let's get married and then you know then okay then, okay there i don't know what i'm talking about i um uh yeah i i gotta i gotta figure out my my life a little bit i think uh I I was gonna try to come up with more jokes today and I didn't. So that's kinda that's kinda where I am. Um I how many people have talked about the slap already? A lot? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, oh okay. So if anyone wants to come up here and slap me to make this more exciting, then we'll try to figure that. You know, I, I was gonna do that as like a TikTok bit of just pay an audience member to actually slap me, and now it'll seem like I'm just ripping that off. So as a and that's what I get for being behind the curve. Odd. I don't know. I just got on Friendster, so I got to get my social media out there. If I, I don't, I never had a Friendster. I was uh, too. I had a MySpace. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't really know what I'm. Uh, what I'm doing with my life. Uh, I was just gonna. I. I. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm going to the UK soon. So that's. Yeah. That's. That's gonna be. Uh, very exciting. My, my dad's from there. Uh, so if it's anything, uh, like my dad, I also, uh, they'll, they'll be very cold and unloving. So as a nod, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just reaching for, for bits that I can't think of anything to say. I, uh, yeah, oh, that's enough of me. Okay. I'm done. Yay. Ian Levy, yay! And we've got Trevor and then me, and then it's done. Put your hands together right now for Trevor Whedon, yay! Actually, it's Connor Norton. Norton, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's been a while since I've been here, so it's good to be back. I appreciate it. Um... I haven't been here in a while because I just recently moved out of my parents' house. And yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh push came to shove when they brought a Peloton in the house, so I get the cycling hate. I uh 
It's hard. It's just hard when they bring the Peloton in and they both ride it. One rides it in the morning, one rides it at night every single day without fail. And it's just, it's so hard for anyone to ride that thing without sounding like they're coming constantly. Lots of, lots of oohs and ahs and oh fucks. And, uh, just a little bit more. <laughs> and, uh, and I, yeah, eventually I was just like, it's an ultimatum. It's me or the Peloton and, and they haven't missed a day in three months, which is great. Um, I am now living kind of in like the lower knob area just north of the, t the tender knob, affectionately called. Um, and we've got some locals living on our block. Um, and I, I I moved there, and I was really excited about it, but I've been drinking a little too much, I would say. Uh, the other weekend, I blacked out, and I hate blacking out. I haven't done it in years. And it was, it's embarrassing. I hate when I see other people do it. And I get these intrusive thoughts the next morning when I have the anxiety. And a lot of the thoughts are just like, they come in, oh, you had a cringy memory, you said something you should have, someone probably thought something of you. But the way I get rid of it is I just shout it out. But I always call myself a cuck for some reason. No offense to the cuck community. It's just like what I say in my self-loathing state. I'm just like, oh, fuck, you fucking, oh, you cuck, shit. And one time I did in this, there was a, one of our locals was sitting on our block and just totally stunned by, by my yelling out of nowhere. And I was like, this is so funny. I was in your position last week. Oh, boy. So, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, oh, yeah, my theory on when people black out, I feel like this isn't an uncommon opinion to have, but there's something that gets revealed about you when you black out. So, some people just become angry. Some people become violent. Um, I was very confused. My girlfriend, by all accounts, said that I just couldn't figure anything out, couldn't figure out how to plug in my phone to charge it, couldn't figure out how to turn the water from hot to cold. <laughs> And uh, and that makes a little bit of sense because the other week I was watching straight porn and it moved to the shot of this guy getting a blowjob looking down on it and it buffered for like 15 seconds and I just kept going. No problems. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, so I got to get that checked out. The other thing I... Uh, oh, yeah. So if you're... I guess my advice would be that if you're if you're if you don't like someone, probably not a good idea to like drink near them, because you might you not know what you're gonna say. Um, <laughs> and if you maybe you you don't love your girlfriend anymore, don't drink around other girls. <laughs> don't drink around her friends. That's for sure. I'm gonna go for it on this one, but bear with me. Not a good setup. Uh, <laughs> never mind never mind I'm not gonna go there I'm not this is my first time back in a while I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start it that way but uh I appreciate the time you guys have given me tonight I can't believe you got through that whole list tonight that was crazy woo we did it yay okay so I'm gonna tell a story really quickly you guys get to choose one of two stories they both involve teaching one of them is the biggest dick I've ever seen and the other is um, the uh, when the drug dogs came into my classroom. Drug dogs? Drug dogs? Okay, so I used to teach special ed high school students at Ocean Shores Continuation High School in Oceanside, and they were um, students with emotional disturbance. They used to be called SED kids, but then they took off the S because they thought it was stigmatizing. Severely emotionally disturbed. So now they're just emotionally disturbed. Whatever, I'm teaching all these kids. There's 12 kids in the classroom. 
there's two aides in the back. So it's me, I'm the teacher, I am the teacher. And then there's these two other adults in the room that are there to grade homework. And I don't, I have no idea what they're there for, honestly. I was doing all the work. It's fine. The kids were crazy. They were crazy. They were all ADHD and they were all very varied and it, anyways. The drug dog, the drug dog comes into my classroom. I'm teaching upstairs, I'm teaching in the front and uh, knock, knock comes in the policeman and uh, the drug dog. And I'm like, not sweating bullets. Hey, everybody, get your backpacks out. Put them to the sides of your desk. The drug dogs are here. I'm freaking out in my head because in my desk is my backpack and it has a pipe and weed. And this is 1999 when it was actually really illegal and I could have gotten fired from my job. That I was a teacher, a credentialed school teacher. I got gotten in a lot of trouble. But I keep it cool because I'm a good actor. And I and I know that one of these motherfuckers has fucking weed in his bag. Come on, it's special education. So the drug dog's sort of weaving through, getting closer to my desk. I'm just trying to hold it together, like not just break out and weeping. And they stop at this one desk, and I'm like, thank God. And they pull this enormous pipe out of this kid's thing. And I, and I stand up, and I say, I can't believe it. You would bring this enormous glass pipe to school. Who would bring a pipe to school with it's school you leave it in the car did you what are you and it's just so funny because it i was just sitting there going oh my god they would have carted me away uh okay so that was my that was my drug dogs. that's an absolutely true story uh but it was that's it's also dovetails into my accidental gang tattoo i didn't know when i was 19 and i got this ancient symbol of tragedy and comedy for theater on my neck i had no idea what it what that there was anything different. I was teaching in that school and one of the kids came up to me and he said, hey, Benjamin, smile not cry later essay. We got your back. And I was like, excuse me? I don't know. And he's like, you got Norteño gang tattoo on your, I, excuse me? So I have a Norteño gang tattoo on my neck. Accidental gang tattoo number one. Accidental gang tattoo number two. I, I, have, an, um, I have an MFA in poetry and uh, I used to write a lot of fiction. And my work is just pregnant with semicolons. I just love semicolons. So I got a semicolon tattooed on my wrist. And I found out the semicolon is the symbol for suicide awareness. And I got it tattooed on my wrist. Okay, I'm the dumbest person alive. Thank you all for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. We'll see you all in Pacifica now. <laughs>